The small city of Highland Park is facing a massive debt, almost $20 million. So what's next for the tiny enclave inside of Detroit? Highland Park has few options. Bailout, there's bankruptcy, and then you could say an even more extreme case would be disincorporation slash consolidation. While bankruptcy was an option for places like Detroit, does Highland Park need the same rescue? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. The city of Highland Park has about 9,000 residents. It's less than three square miles is contained entirely within the city of Detroit. Highland Park has been in the news a lot lately, and that's mostly thanks to a $19 million water bill the city owes the Great Lakes Water Authority, which supplies water to the region. Here is WWJ legal analyst Charlie Langton to explain. Originally, Highland Park wanted to have its own water and actually had a water treatment plant, but because of costs and because of problems, eventually it was decided that Highland Park would go with Detroit. However, Highland Park has always maintained that the city of Detroit and then Gliwa basically overcharged Highland Park. So there was always litigation. And for some reason, Highland Park really never paid all of the money that was owed to Gliwa. And the bills just kept mounting, mounting, mounting until they're about $19 million. And so a year or so ago, there was a judgment in favor of Gliwa. And then just recently, Highland Park's appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, we're not going to take the case. Gliwa, as the Water Authority is known for short, is coming to collect their debt. That's how this bankruptcy talk began. And as we'll find out, the fate of Highland Park is being watched very closely by its neighbors, both near and far. Over the years, Gliwa, since it was not getting money from Highland Park, charged all of its other customers more money, like Macomb County, for example. And Candace Miller has been very vocal about this. She says, hey, Highland Park, pay up, because we shouldn't have to pay all of the costs, etc., uh, when they do a year-end analysis as to how much to charge. And when Gliwa doesn't get money from Highland Park, Gliwa then just puts Highland Park's bill, basically spreads it out to everybody else. And it's about 100 cities that take water from the Great Lakes Water Authority. So now everyone else is basically paying for Highland Park. So what happens when a city runs out of money? We'll get to the solutions in a minute. But first, we must remember that cities, villages, and other municipalities have obligations to their residents. The next voice you'll hear belongs to James Tatum III. He's the Detroit Bureau Director of the Citizens Research Council of Michigan. You know, when you think of city, there are financial obligations. Cities sometimes borrow money to uh, pave roads and whatnot. So there's the financial obligations, money owed to workers and the like. And then there's, of course, those service obligations, that aspect of the social contract. What you see in cities like Highland Park, cities that are insolvent, oftentimes small cities that don't have supposedly what you could say are civic assets, things like the city of Detroit has, uh, the sports teams, those things that attract people to that particular place, is you see what could be called a night watch in cities. Little is done to actually fulfill their part of the social contract other than maybe a police function. You oftentimes see in these types of cities, parks and recreation, sidewalk repair, those have been 
I don't want to say eliminate, but they may as well have been eliminated because they've been cut. Because as revenue decreases, you're forced to make more and more expenditure cuts. The term bankruptcy has been thrown around a lot. But as Michael Scott finds out in an episode of The Office, declaring bankruptcy is tricky. And that's for a person. Charlie Langton tells me it's even more complicated for a city. Basically, the mayor said that they wanted to expedite asking the governor to declare Highland Park being in a state of financial emergency. Chapter 9 bankruptcy, which is very, very rare. The last one happened with Detroit. But before you get to bankruptcy, a city treasurer has to deem that Highland Park, in this case, has a financial emergency. Now, they might meet that obligation, $19 million in debt just with water. Their income is very low for property values, etc. Okay. But then there are a number of options. One option being that they would try to negotiate their debt. That's one. Another option would be an emergency financial manager. That's two. And then another oh. option ultimately would be bankruptcy. So before you get to the bankruptcy part of the city, there's got to be a couple of other steps. Charlie lays it all out. The state of Michigan will have options when deciding what should be done to aid Highland Park. But if nobody steps in and says, hey, we're going to provide this help to you, what would happen? If no help is provided to Highland Park, the likely scenario is the city continues to cut services. It continues to have to lay off staff. It continues to diminish as a partner to the social contract. And it continues to default and it continues to be sued. And it's certain those lawsuits will result in judgment levies where essentially a court order to increase taxes to recoup what is owed. Highland Park is already subject to a, a judgment levy. There's a judgment levy related to one of the city's pension funds. So you ask what happens, and it's the slow erosion. I mean, people look for kind of this moment of finality, but there isn't one in some sense because cities and towns, we expect them to exist into perpetuity. Here's the thing. Not making a choice is a choice. At least that's true according to Dr. Stephanie Leiser. She is a professor at the University of Michigan's Ford School of Public Policy. She's an expert on the fiscal health of local governments. Technically, that's right. You know, I think that sort of uh, scenario would would ultimately land on the doorstep of the governor who, you know, a non-decision is still a decision in this case. And the fact is, they just don't have the money. So, you know, doing nothing is an option. But, you know, this has been going on for how many years already? And, you know, they can continue to battle it out in court. But, you know, at the end of the day, the city just doesn't have the money. So something else needs to be done. And I think it's time for the state to step in and arrange whatever the solution is going to be. There is a possible outcome, while wildly slim, that Highland Park just goes away. The city becomes insolvent, and that's that. James from the Citizens Research Council thinks that a slice of that, a small part of that, may not be a bad thing. Maybe while not giving up placehood. So Highland Park is still being referred to Highland Park. You would still see Highland Park on mail, on addresses. That maybe Highland Park and other cities in Highland Park situations should consider giving up cityhood, and if a potential option that political leaders have considered becoming a part of the city of Detroit. 
Highland Park is completely inside of Detroit. So would just blending one city into another make sense? Is there any thought about that? It's a great question, but the answer is probably no. I don't think the city of Detroit is going to want to take the debt from Highland Park. There'd be no reason for it. I don't think that Detroit could get any advantage to getting Highland Park and making it part of Detroit. Same thing with Hamtramck as well. No, I think Highland Park is going to have to come to the table and they're going to have to say, you know, what do we have to pay? What's our income? Probably in this case, an emergency financial manager would be worthy because there, there really does have to be some future Highland Park cannot go on. And they do have an outstanding debt, but they do have to take care of their future. And I would say an emergency manager, which has a lot of authority under the law, would probably be the right way to go. And it would likely allow for everyone to help Highland Park, and yet Highland Park should start anew. Municipal bankruptcy can feel a lot like corporate bankruptcy. But Dr. Leiser from U of M reminds us that there is a difference, a very human difference. You know, when we talk about companies going bankrupt, the company sometimes can come through bankruptcy. We're here in Detroit. The big three has seen their fair share of that. But we've also seen other companies Mm -hmm. not be able to come through bankruptcy, right? They just go away as a company. But when we're talking about municipalities, they can't go away. People don't just There's no option to go away. I mean, there's people who live there and they need services, period. So whether those services are provided by City of Highland Park or City of Detroit, I mean, yeah, you can't just, like a private business, liquidate and be gone. And it's because there's a human element here that's far beyond corporate structure. It's lives, thousands right. of them. Right, and that's the other thing, too, is, you know, if, you, if you're a business going through bankruptcy, you sort of put things on pause for a while, but you can't do that if you're a government because these are services that citizens rely on every single day. There is no easy path forward for Highland Park. Ten years later, the city of Detroit is still reeling from their proceedings. Is Detroit in a better place now? Yes. Was that a very painful journey? Also yes. And that is what's ahead for Highland Park, no matter what the governor does. Today's big thanks go to Charlie Langton, James Tatum III, and Dr. Stephanie Leiser. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is subscribe using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.